0: I said the other day, the game against the Warriors was the Pelicans' biggest test, and they failed. I'll explain why this loss means we need to adjust expectations for this team in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the Daily Podcast, covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Wednesday, coming to you a little later on today's show. It was having some technical difficulties as I'm also on the road and recording in a hotel room, but we're up and running now. So let's break down what happened in the Pelicans' loss to the Golden State War. Warriors, a game where they were up by a whole bunch and ended up losing pretty badly. And this is why we need to really see, it kind of really shows you who the Pelicans are, I think. A good team, but not an amazing team, and we'll break it down in today's show. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team Today's episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Basketball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM, managing your basketball franchise? This game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebasketballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, in the game. So the Pelicans fell to the Golden State Warriors 120-109. They'd been on a five-game winning streak, and they'd beaten up on some bad teams. And they did get off to a very good start, though, of this road trip with a quality win over the Los Angeles Clippers. But this was going to be the biggest test. They took care of business, as we talked about in yesterday's show, against the Portland Trailblazers. Didn't play with their food, came out with the right level of intensity, exactly what they needed to do, and even rested guys like Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum in the fourth quarter. So how would they look the second night of a back-to-back against a team that at the time was 30-8 and eight at home, and is the Golden State Warriors that won the title last year? We know what this team is, even if they're not the same team as they have been you know, when they went on some of their biggest runs and won multiple titles. This team is still good. And are the Pelicans able to match up with them? And you know what? The answer looked like it was a resounding yes in the first half. This team did everything you wanted. You had Brandon Ingram being aggressive. You had them moving the ball. You had them doing a good enough job. And we'll get into the, the defensive glass and rebounding in a minute. But guys were doing really everything you needed to see from this team. BI was 16 points in the first half. Trey Murphy, three of three, right? CJ McCollum was shooting well. And they didn't give up offensive rebounds. And then... Adjustments happened, halftime happened, Draymond Green, you could say, happened. I'm not even going to get into all of that because, yeah, it's just what what an annoying freaking player he is. You had a 20 point lead and the Golden State Warriors made some adjustments, kind of came out punching in the third and forced the Pelicans into some adversity. And they completely folded. They completely folded and were not able to respond really at all. Three offensive rebounds for the Golden State Warriors in the first half. Eight, eight for them in the second half. Brandon Ingram couldn't really get it going. C.J. McCollum, his shot fell apart. Trey Murphy wasn't able to really get quality looks like he was beforehand. And you saw some very questionable lineups and questionable rotations. Larry Nance Jr. playing more minutes than Jonas Valanciunas. All of those led this team, and we'll get into more specifics with some of this, in the next segment here but when the Pelicans got punched in the face they had no answer for that when the Pelicans faced some adversity they reverted back to really bad habits and some of the horrible play that it seemed like maybe they had worked through and weren't doing anymore on this five game winning streak that they had been on Bad lineups, you know, stagnant offense of just dribbling the ball and then getting into contested mid-range shots. Nothing like what we saw from that five-game winning streak. And it led to things like turnovers and points off turnovers and all of the above, you know, for the Golden State Warriors that let them get back into this game and eventually build a 15-point lead in the second half. You can say that they were supposed to be underdogs and weren't supposed to win this game, but that changes when you go up by 20. That changes when you go up by 20. It doesn't matter that you were an eight and a half point underdog or whatever the spread was. That goes out the window when circumstances change. So you can't look at this and be like, it's what we expected. Because you know what? You didn't expect them to lose a 20 point lead and to blow it. You didn't expect them to revert to the team that we had seen. That was not good. And that is unacceptable at this point in the season with everything on the line. Where was the sense of urgency in the second half? Where was Willie Green kind of having his finger on the pulse of the team and trying to find the right combination of guys? And to not really be able to make some of those adjustments is frustrating. To the Warriors' credit, right, this is, and to the Pelicans' credit, I guess, too, this is one of the few teams in the league that could do something like this. They have the shooting that can... Get them out of a deficit like that that basically no one else really has when you have Steph Curry that can just do the things that he does. And he is a tremendous player. 22 points for him in the second half, 5 of 10 shooting. Klay Thompson made four threes in the second half. They made 12 threes, 12 of 26 in the second half. Puckets were 3 of 13. You know, they're one of the only teams in the league, maybe the only team in the league, that's capable of doing something like that. And that really got them back into the game. So I don't know if this is necessarily one of those things where this is going to be applicable across the remainder of the Pelicans games that they have as they push towards the postseason, but it is discouraging to see them go away from what worked and not really have an answer and make themselves kind of that awful team that looked like maybe it was going to be a, we're going to be talking draft picks sooner than what we were expecting. So let's talk about that segment coming up, some of the specifics about what we saw and what has to not be allowed to happen going forward. Because yes, while you were expected to maybe lose this game, the way they did it is really disappointing and says maybe this team, even if they get into the postseason, isn't as scary as they looked on that five-game winning streak because those bad habits are still there waiting to come out. And let's talk about those coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on. Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by the ultimate pro basketball GM. Coolest game I've played in a long time, and I've always thought I could be a great NBA GM. And it turns out it's not all that easy. So if you've had the same thought and fantasized about managing your own basketball franchise, go and download Ultimate Pro Basketball GM right now. The game allows you to manage every strategic decision and aspect of your franchise, playing through seasons and leading your franchise, and fans to glory as you build a dynasty in the simulation you're responsible for, dealing with challenging personalities of your players and coaches, hiring the right players and coaches, training those players, making trades and draft picks, and navigating your franchise through all the ups and downs of multiple seasons it's all in a challenging and realistic game world and the ultimate pro basketball gm is completely free and playable offline so if you're on a plane like i will be you can spend your time building up your franchise it's a lot of fun we're all in a league together all of our locked on hosts and we're all doing some trash talking i'm good at getting into the playoffs but not really getting out of the first round so locked on pelicans listeners get a 100 free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on in the game store so make sure to check it out download the game go to pro basketball GM.com or scan the code and look it up in the app stores. That's ProBasketballGM.com, Ultimate Basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. So the Pelicans were not getting their dynasty started off the right way with a loss to the Golden State Warriors, blowing a 20-point lead in really disappointing fashion. That's what I want to kind of talk about, some of those bad habits that we saw from them Here And of course, thank you, by the way, for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day, even though the show's out a little bit later today. We'll have a new episode out for you tomorrow at the regular time, too. So got all the technical issues sorted. So sorry I'm late, but better late than never, because we do need to talk about that loss to the Golden State Warriors. So in the second half, you saw the Pelicans really go away from everything that had kind of worked from over the previous five games and that first half. They looked good in the first half. They were taking it to the Golden State Warriors and doing everything you wanted this team to do. And the team makes us look at them and go, oh, wow, this team could be really good. 13 turnovers for the Golden State Warriors, turning into points for the Pelicans. Them being able to get out and run and getting points in the paint. Everything was working. And then they get punched in the face when Draymond Green and the rest of that team gets fired up. Again, I'm not going to go into all that stuff. Draymond Green's a punk. I sound like such an old dude saying something like that, but it's kind of true, and his antics get old very, very quickly. But it fired up that team, and the Pelicans just folded. I I don't really know what to say. You saw a level of intensity from the Warriors that wasn't there in the first half, and it's evidenced by those offensive boards. You know, the Pelicans... Went back to going small, which makes sense against the Golden State Warriors. Put Larry Nance Jr. out there on the perimeter where he can defend much better than Jonas Valanciunas can. And he played more minutes than JV in the second half. And when Larry Nance Jr. was out there, the Golden State Warriors were grabbing offensive rebound after offensive rebound and just getting easy second chance opportunities that often turned into three-pointers as well. Those are really just back-breaking possessions for The Golden State Warriors and for the Pelicans, it just it kills them, I think. And, you know, you could have run Jonas Valanciunas there. And this is where this game might actually be more of a fluke than a trend, because even with Jonas out there, they were grabbing offensive boards, too. There was just really no answer for that level of intensity, whether the Pelicans were big or small with their lineups out there. That's got to change. You have everything to play for this season. You can't just kind of give up like that, not try like that, not seemingly care like that. And that's something that, you know, when they came out and just took care of business against the Portland Trailblazers, just because you're up 20 against the Warriors doesn't mean that you can slack off and you need to keep your foot on the gas the whole way. So the offensive rebounding was a problem. It has less to do with the lineups, I think, and the players out there. More to do with the energy, the effort from the New Orleans Pelicans and not being ready for the moment or meeting that moment. That was incredibly disappointing to see. The other problem was just the lack of points and scoring and not really able to get anything done in the second half when it came to a lot of that. The Pelicans had just 46 points in the second half. The Golden State Warriors had 74. 46 isn't going to do it against that team, particularly at home. You need... To go out and score. And Willie Green did not seem to make the right kind of adjustments and reverted to a lot of the frustrations that we had seen earlier on in the year. And again, I don't know how many teams can do what the Golden State Warriors did in the second half. So I don't know how much of this is them and how much of this is the Pelicans. But when you look at lineups of Brandon Ingram, Dyson Daniels, Josh Richardson, Herb Jones, and Jonas Valanciunas or Larry Nance Jr. That is not a good offensive lineup. You're going to miss shots. You'll give up fast break opportunities for the Warriors, and you're just not going to be able to keep up with the scoring. And if you're not having that level of defensive intensity and running them off the three-point line and all of those things, you're going to lose the game. And the Pelicans did. And... Those lineups just can't really happen this late in the season where what it turns into is the Golden State Warriors running a zone defense, a box and one and just blanketing Brandon Ingram. And now we're going back to what we saw before this five game winning streak. He dribbles the ball on the perimeter. Maybe there's a couple passes, but it gets back to him with 12 seconds, 10 seconds left on the shot clock. And he starts to drive in a track and hits three dudes can't make the pass out, maybe doesn't trust his teammates for him to even make that pass out, and he takes a contested mid-range jumper, which bricks and misses. And I don't really blame Brandon Ingram on this. 26 points on 22 shots is fine. You know, he did have six turnovers that led into that, and that's where this needs to really get cut out. This is a design problem, not a Brandon Ingram problem. And those type of lineups really aren't working for the pelicans this is one of those games where you wonder do you go with the herb jones at the five lineup a little bit more and go super small and see if that gives you any sort of thing because running larry nance jr out there unfortunately wasn't great in this game not really trying to go through Jonas valanciunas as much as you have in the past and he was limited in his effectiveness in this one wasn't really the way to go either you've got to make these right kind of adjustments. And we've seen kind of time and time again that when adversity hits, the Pelicans just kind of revert to all of these bad habits and don't really make the right kind of adjustment to punish the team and kind of take control of the game. And that's why that lead kept getting chipped away and chipped away and chipped away. And it led to all sorts of those problems. Again, part of this is the Warriors. I want to be very clear on that. You don't play this team... I don't know many other teams in the league can kind of do what they did, even if their season isn't going the way that they really were expecting or would have wanted. But it's disappointing to see. And you would have hoped that some of this would have been figured out. There would have been more faith in what to do or know, you know, kind of like know how of what to do in a situation like this, given what we've seen from this team over the past five games. But definitely wasn't there in this one. And they lost that. And that's where you look at this and go, do we need to adjust the expectations for the team a little bit, I think. And I, I do think the answer to that is yes. And let's talk about that and what I mean by that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net in the tournament We're down to the final four teams and all on an app that's safe, secure and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Locked On and an official sports betting partner of the NBA and thank you for making locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day Monday through Friday we are here breaking down everything you want to know about the team and now for your second listen game to game NBA every moment every top performance every result locked on game to game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only locked on can deliver follow game to game on the locked on NBA channel available on the Odyssey app YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts so this game was I think a sobering moment Unfortunately, I think this is the type of game that you look at and you go, okay, there there is something here for this Pelicans team. You know, you add Zion into the mix and things can be different. But he's not here yet. He might play. He might not. We'll see. But you still are missing something. Whether it's that killer instinct, whether it's the right kind of mentality, or you know, just the ability to to really kind of hang and handle with some of these top teams in the league. To kind of go back to all of those bad habits, the type of offense that we've seen doesn't work, you know, and not really be able to adjust shows you that, yeah, you can get into the postseason, but this team is not a title contender. Can this team get out of the first round against the right opponent? Maybe, but it does mean they're missing something. And it's almost one of those intangible kind of things. It's not so much a player that you could maybe look at the center position as something they need to adjust and change for the future, but they're missing something, Right. If you can see it, you can feel it because there's no way you should be blowing a 20 point lead and then get down by 15. That's a 35 point swing, not in your favor. You know, you could sell me on a 20 point swing. Game gets tied. It's a close game going down. But then to get down 15 and just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and not have an answer. Coaching players, it's kind of a mix of everything and they need to try and sort that out. They need to have the right kind of mentality and I don't quite know how you fix that. Another veteran presence in the locker room, another kind of team meeting where you all talk about this, the head coach maybe being a little bit more angry. It's something is lacking there and I don't know how to kind of address that. And we'll talk about that this off season because there's definitely ways. So you need to fill that void and you need to have someone who can kind of take charge of a situation and realize this is heading the wrong direction quickly. We need to turn this around right away till you get that. That's going to hold you back from winning a title, just long-term picture. That's going to hold you back from winning a title. And all of this can be acquired and developed brought out, but you're going to hit adversity at times, particularly in the postseason. There's going to be a series where you drop a game you shouldn't have because of whatever reason. And how do you respond to all of a sudden being down and being on the back foot? And the Pelicans have not really responded well to that throughout the course of this year. The mentality has definitely been lacking at times. And then it comes back and then it kind of goes away at the first sign of trouble. You need to find out and find a way to kind of build that mental resiliency that I don't think this team truly has yet. And maybe that's just because they haven't all played together a ton and it's a bit of a problem. So I hope it can get sorted out soon. It really needs to get sorted out soon. And if they're capable of sorting it out this season, they can do some things. But until then, I do think that's something that's going to hold them back, right? Draymond Green said during the game, he was talking trash with them and was like, y'all ain't about this. And then the Pelicans kind of proved him right. And that's not what you want to be known for. That's not what you want to be known for at all. And the fact that he was proven right on a dude that's so annoying like that, Tells you something. And the Pelicans have a tough end of the season. These games are hard now. This is not going to be, you know, an easy stretch where you can just go, cool, we'll win these final three, whatever, and we get into the postseason. They're still in a good spot, right? They're in the play-in tournament right now. They're in the postseason, really, as of right now, even if it was another year. But you need to win these games. Kind of as simple as that. They have the toughest remaining strength of schedule. Denver, the Kings, Memphis, New York, Clippers, and you end the season against the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's not easy. It is not easy. There's no easy opponents left. You're going to need to put it all together. And so we're really going to see what this Pelicans team is made of. They failed the first test here. Let's see if they can pass the remainders because they all matter at this point. And, of course, we'll be covering it here and have a new episode of Locked on Pelicans on time for you all tomorrow. So thank you so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter will be back with y'all tomorrow.